Welcome back to another week of the Beers and Pigskins podcast. This is our NFL edition, looking into week three of the NFL season. How are we feeling about the first couple weeks, Mason? We feeling good? Feeling bad? Uh, feeling good so far. Uh, my wallet's feeling a little light, which isn't great after week two, but that's okay. We'll bounce back this week. Um, we're actually having to record this a little earlier in the week, so I haven't gotten to see my Saints play on Monday night yet, but I'm feeling confident for a victory. Uh, but looking forward to week three. I'm, I'm having a fantastic two weeks into the season so far. Good. I'm glad to hear. I know that w- before we had kind of started, Mason was was ranting a little bit. I know you had a good week one. I did in terms of draft DraftKings, but uh, you know it was, it was a little bit of a rougher go week two, which it was, it which was. happens. You know, it's uh, you know it all hopefully even out or be positive in we'll, the end. We'll bounce back this well, week. Yeah, we'll bounce back. But before we get into it, uh, just to let you all know. I did tell Mason that I I had a take for him. And just to give you all a bit of background, uh, this was a text sent to me um, by a buddy. He's been a longtime friend of mine. um, And he had just sent it to me, I think it was Sunday morning. So right before the games kind of got kicked off. And all he texted me was, he said, hot take. Burrow equals Philip Rivers. And I would love to hear your take on that just because, you know, Burrow is your boy. Um, I told him that's a pretty, pretty hot, pretty spicy take to say as of right now, obviously, you know, just considering Philip Rivers' career, he was just kind of defined as, you know, never really winning anything, you know, being mm-hmm. a great quarterback or at least a really solid quarterback, but never really winning anything. And that's kind of what he's known for. At this point, I would I would love to love to kind of hear your thoughts on that a little bit. Um and, you know, given kind of kind of just how the season started also. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely can. Interesting hot take. Um, I, we, we had been building up this question to me before the show and I, I was very curious as to what it was going to be. Um, so my, I, I think that's a really early call to make. Um, Joe Burrow has played two full seasons in the NFL so far, one of which was to the Super Bowl and the other was to the AFC Championship. Um, Philip Rivers never made a Super Bowl in his entire career. So already past that point. Um, I think a lot of what's going on early into this season is one, I think the calf injury was real and there wasn't, um, for people that have had calf injuries, you know, they're very lingering and they're really not healed for a long time. And so I think coming out 
when you build up the hype, because a lot of it, obviously, of the timing of the contract, right? Mm-hmm. And you build up the hype of, yes, going to back-to-back AFC championships, one Super Bowl. Your expectation of, oh, like not playing in the preseason is not a big deal. Because, again, now he's missed two preseasons in a row. Really, possibly three. I don't know how much of the preseason he played coming off the ACL. Um, <clears throat> you like, oh, it's Joe Burrow. You're four, technically. Don't need to play preseason. Calf's fine. Like, offenses looked atrocious across the board. Yeah. I think when you look at his skill set versus what Philip Rivers' skill set was, it's very different. Both very smart players of the game. Um, Rivers, if you just break it down to technique-wise, is the most unorthodox quarterback out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, releases it basically at his hip from a side angle. Um, So I... Just like I said at the beginning, generically, I think it's a really early take there. Um, I still think Joe Burrow is not known for his throwing power, throwing ability in that regard. He's known for his decision-making and his accuracy of the ball, which is still there. I think it just needs – they need to get their – for a better word, they need to get their act together going into the next few games. Um, But I personally don't think their games are similar in the slightest. All right, and, and again, you can't make Just, a career call this early, so I can't. No, 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 obviously not. And I, I think I, I did kind of mention it, or at least have that thought. It's, it's a very, it's a take that's just way too, too early to call. But, um, you know, if if it ends up being that way, I will give him all the credit in the world, Ethan. If you're listening, just come back and. And let me know in in ten years that that you were right. Just kind of, I think it's more just about the really solid quarterback never was able to win the whole thing. I I think, I think that's that that's just kind of the gist of the comparison. Really, just career progression rather than when it comes down to all the nitty gritties of. Well, I mean, for like that, that, like, there's so many. So many people, I would say right now, based on the trajectory that we're seeing, if you want to compare it in that regard of being a great quarterback and never winning it, you have to put it more in the lights of Dan Marino, who went to a Super Bowl his first year and then never made it back. If you're going to compare him to somebody, I, especially when it comes to throwing styles. But like I said, Philip Rivers to me is in his own category, and it's not that he couldn't get over the hump. Philip Rivers also had terrible defenses throughout the years and never really how many like pro bowl players on offense outside of, you know, early on you had LT, but even then LT was until 2009, maybe 2010. Like that was up until then his prime was over after that. He retired. I don't think long after that Um, receivers wise. Right. I mean, it's hard to throw a bunch of names out there when it comes to that. You can think of chargers receivers now, um, and line like only defensive players I can think of during the Philip Rivers era, like Antonio Cromartie and like Junior Seau, right? I, I think because they got to the AFC Championship, I believe, multiple times. His early on in his career, they went 11 and 5, 12 and 4, I think, I believe. Um, I think systemically, and even you'll see now, 
with Brandon Staley. Like Chargers have had a coaching problem for a very long time. Hence they they fired a coach after a fourteen and two season back in oh four oh five whatever it was. Uh, so I think Philip Rivers is a very interesting case, but I I don't like the I would say I don't like the comparison. I just don't think it's valid yet. Yeah, I I mean you know to your point. Even though he, he didn't have a ton of pro bowlers, they did have the 2010 season where they had the number one offense and the number one defense and did not make the playoffs. What was their record? Nine and seven. Nine and seven. So I think... I, I still don't know how that's possible. I know that they it was you know mostly about how terrible they were on in special teams. I think they had a ton of issues that year. But statistically, the number one offense and defense, just throwing it in there. I, I've always thought it was so interesting. Um, well, then, that, see, so that I think goes to prove my point when there's clearly, it's not necessarily a Phillip Rivers problem. It's a coaching problem. Because if yeah, you have the number one offense there. and defense, like, why are you losing games? Yeah. Right? So, so there's clearly game management issues. But yeah, just to kind of. It's interesting. I'll give you that. But I yeah, don't see it. You know, it just came across my phone, just kind of popped up, and I was like, oh. To take about Joe Burrow, gotta yeah, ask Mason. I'll, I'll I'll give you my Got, gotta ask gotta gotta throw it out there, see uh, see what's going on. But um, you know, just kind of hopping in. I feel like if you've been listening over the weeks, you kind of know how the NFL, um, you know how the NFL podcast goes. Um, we're definitely gonna get into a couple locks of the week that we have. Um, you know, maybe possibly a game to stack, you know, players that we may like or may target. And, you know, the beer segment will be at the end. Um, but before we get into the locks of the week, uh, I just wanted to throw it out there. I um, told my buddy, um, Nick, and I may have mentioned this to Mason before the Bills and Raiders game. <laughs> I said... I don't have any hopes for this game. However, if the Raiders do somehow manage to win, I'll get the hope back for this season. I'll start to believe again. And what we saw on Sunday was just reassurance that I don't need to have hope for this season. I put a lot of I put a lot of hope and I had a lot of a lot of good vibes for last season, and it just did not work out well. And I, I think the Raiders just they knew, and they were like, "Buddy, uh, this is not the year." Yeah, because I don't know what that was losing by twenty eight points. This, I think, going into this game, the odds are stacked against them just based on the Buffalo mentality coming off the loss against the Jets after losing, you know, the Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, I personally, before this game, I, I didn't bet on this game, but I, I think the line at the time was Buffalo was like a nine-point favorite, nine yeah. and a half, something mm-hmm. like that. I kind of like took a breath before the game. And I was like, you know, I think Buffalo hammers this and they just win big because they needed to win big for Josh Allen. They needed it so badly for the narrative that was being built around him. Um, I didn't expect uh, Josh Jacobs to have nine carries for negative two yards kind of beat down, but it happened, and they didn't – I'll say this. 
I watch the first drive go down. Devonta Adams is getting open, making catches. He scores a touchdown. I'm like, it's going to be a game. It was great. And then it wasn't a game after that, really. Yeah. So um, you know, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that the Raiders are setting proper expectations for me. Yeah, and, they don't want you to get your you know up. they they don't want me to you know get too high up and then have you know that much harder of a fall. So uh, you know we're 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 steady at a a, a nice one and one the start hey, of the season. You're five hundred, baby. That's which that's all you need to get to the playoffs. Oh my goodness gracious! That <laughs> that would be a win for nine and eight. You know you're there. Um, another thing I wanted to comment on from this weekend, um, player wise, something that I kind of saw coming in week one, but didn't know if it was going to be backed up in week two based on the matchup and the, the lovely TV just reminded me of it is Puka Nakua having another fantastic showing against the 49ers. I think 15 catches for 140 something yards, the most catches ever for a rookie receiver through the first two games. He and um, Matt Stafford, man. Best buddies out there. Which to me is ironic considering preseason, his wife comes out and says that he's struggling connecting with the new young guys. Dude, and apparently that, that's just a load of It's literally nonsense. what I made my whole <laughs> week one prediction on, which if any of you use that, I apologize. <laughs> I thought, I thought you know, Cooper Cup's going to be out. Who, who have they had for a couple years the one that he, he seems to kind of like to throw to, Yeah, you know, sometimes? Third leading receiver last year, Ben Skoranek, is nowhere to be seen. Disappeared. And then all of a sudden, you know, Puka Nakua just out here. Just balling, making it look easy. Looking like a five-year veteran. Easy. Like he's been there the whole time and just is – Having a great time, you know. I mean, how could you not when you catch the ball fifteen times? Yeah. Um, I got. A, yeah. I got a feeling that for Who those seeing that coming, for those that probably already didn't try and pick him up, if he wasn't picked up in your your fantasy league uh, after week one, he is probably going to be like, if you look at it like as a a whole across leagues, I would say ninety plus percent owned across leagues now, just because. I mean, I even even, even when Cooper oh comes back. I think he's clearly from like submitted himself as at least the number the starting receiver. I don't yeah, I don't see how you go from even if Cooper Cup comes back, I don't see yeah. how you go uh from in two weeks having basically what, twenty seven catches for let's see two hundred and fifty ish yards yeah. to basically he... no production. I want to see what his target share is. I mean, I know that they, I he mean, he tw- split it pretty perfectly with Tutu Atwell. 20, 20 targets. targets. That's, that is absurd. If like you look at stats and like, and you're into the analytics how, stuff. How like did Atwell do just last week? I didn't see that. Uh, Atwell had, I mean, seven catches for 77. That's not, which is still good. Nine yeah. target. I mean, that's still a great stat line there. Um, Check the first game. He had 15. So he's had 35 targets through two games. That is an absurd pace. So that's I'm pretty sure if I go look at the stats, the year that Michael Thomas broke the catch record, 
Uh, he started off with like a crazy pace, yeah. like average, you know, 12 catches for the first three games or whatever it was. But I don't even know if he had that many targets through, you know, when you're getting that many looks, I don't care who you are. You kind of have to start him in fantasy because just based on the numbers there, like percentage wise, you're probably going to get something good happen. Um, so yeah, if he's probably already gone to my league, so I'm not even going to bother. But if you don't have Puka Nakua and he's not picked up in your league, I highly suggest picking this guy up. Definitely worth the, a look. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, just kind of moving on. Um, with that said, your we locks. Do, we do want to get into the locks of the week, which uh, I felt better about how I performed uh, I rather than. You, you went two and zero, oh and I flip flopped. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, looking to go two and zero oh again, and um, so that's why we're gonna start off with uh, the lock to just win. Um, you know, not not concerning spreads here, but uh, to win, I'm picking the Eagles this week over the Buccaneers. And honestly, the the Buccaneers have, I think. Outperformed most people. Performed. Performed. Outperformed most people's expectations, um, for sure. Uh, they they just aren't the Buccaneers of the last couple of years that we've seen. The Tom Brady Buccaneers. Yeah, the Tom Brady <laughs> Buccaneers. Really, that's if that's what we want to call them. Because let's be real, they weren't anything before he got there. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of came in, and three years later, they it seemed to be they were kind of back to where they were. Historically, the most losing franchise of all time. Exactly. Um, but you know what? Baker has kind of seemed to find his place a little bit. I mean, he's got great targets to throw to. Um, yeah, Mike Evans isn't a, a bad guy to have out there. Yeah, he's no slouch. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, watching that Eagles Vikings game, um, mm-hmm. even though it was it was a pretty close game, um, I just I think that you know the Eagles still have more that they can do. I think that defense kind of expects to play even better, and. Even though, you know, I can, you know, sing the praises of how well and, you know, what the Bucks have been able to do in the first two weeks, they have won against teams that have a combined record of 0-4. Um, I'm not saying the Vikings are bad by any means. Um, I, I think the Bears leave something to be desired, but that's an entirely different story. Um I think that this is probably the week that they lose their first game. Um, they're going up against a very good team. You know, it's it's not an outrageous, you know, take. Um, but, you know, I'll be taking the Eagles to win that game outright. And for my spread of the week, I'm actually, as we're talking right now, I'm seeing that the Seahawks are four and a half point favorites over the Carolina Panthers for next week. And um, Carolina actually plays tonight, like Mason kind of touched on earlier. Uh, We haven't quite seen the Monday night games uh, played yet. Um, And, you know, they may look much better tonight than they did in the first game of the season. Uh, But I still think that that experiment, the Bryce Young experiment, and kind of gelling together with that whole offense – um, is still very much in its early stages, and it still needs time to kind of 
you know, simmer and kind of really kind of come together um, as one unit. And so I think the Seahawks win by more than four and a half. I think they really came out after a very underwhelming performance against the Rams in week one. They kind of came out and showed that they're they're really a team to at least compete with, you know, kind of the better teams in the league and beat the Lions, who everybody was very high on, including myself. I thought the Lions were going to win that game. Um, And, you know, really kind of took it to them. And uh, they were able to take that game, and I believe that went to overtime. Um, And I I think that offense took a big step forward, and I think they're going to kind of continue on and kind of ride that momentum to uh, winning by more than that four-and-a-half-point mark that I'm seeing right now against Carolina next week. Nice. I like those. Those are those are solid picks. Um, hopefully, I can bounce back a bit this week. I was one and one on my picks last week. Obviously, I picked Dallas as the outright who was able to cover, but my Detroit line uh, that game ended up being some nonsense at the end. I thought I was like, "Oh, sweet overtime! They still have a chance to win by a touchdown," but that just was a mess. Anyway, my picks for this week. Uh, even after putting up a kind of possibly alarming performance, I am going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs um, to take down the – see, I couldn't even tell you anymore. The Bears, the, the terrible, terrible how, Bears. How could you forget? The team that's, that's lost why. 12 games in a row. Yeah, the team that has lost 12 games in a row. Justin Fields, who looks like he he's fast. Give him that. <laughs> But his pocket presence, his awareness, his reading the field is is awful. And I just – Patrick Mahomes and company take care of business. Lock that in. Secure Basically, it. Basically, you're saying Put your streak is going to go to 13. Yeah, streak to 13. Lucky number 13. Yep. Things don't happen on 13, right? Um, and then for my spread, my line pick, I am going to take the homer pick again. I haven't watched them tonight, but right now, based on the lines, this might change after tonight, um, depending on how the game goes. But Green Bay is a two-point favorite against the Saints um, after coming off that loss at Atlanta. I'm going to take my Saints to plus two here. I like them to win outright, frankly. Um, Jordan Love is actually leading the league right now in passing touchdowns. Um, But I have watched them play, and I'm not by any means convinced of what they're doing. Um, Aaron Jones, who knows if he's going to be back the defense. I'll give him that is playing well at times and they get amped up. Um, but when I think they face a more legitimate defense in the saints, than the <laughs> uh, Falcons, you have a strong front seven. But you also have a great secondary. I, and those receivers are struggling. They'll probably get Christian Watson back next week. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to, to win that game. And I'm really hoping this week we see Dennis Allen kind of unleash the offense a little bit more and Derek Carr kind of slings it all over and puts up some points. Um, I think they should have won against Tennessee by a lot more last week, but they kind of just needed to get some offensive line and a few play calls together, you know, figured out. It was the very first game with a new quarterback, right? So I'm going to have the Saints cover plus two. Lock it in. Put your mortgage on it. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> um, but those I are our locks. Love love the confidence there. 
maybe don't coming, put Jamorgan on it. Coming off a losing week, Jacob, you have to come into the next week with confidence because if you don't, you're going to start doubting every decision you make. That's how you lose your mortgage. That is how you lose your mortgage. <laughs> exactly. Um, but with that said, um, we are, I think, yes, fantasy. We kind of touched on a little bit, but the because we are recording this early, there's still obviously a lot of the week to go with updates and stuff. I will say one game to keep your eye out for um, when it comes to building lineups around, potentially stacking, is going to be, uh, again, another team we stacked with last week, which is that Chargers-Miami uh, in week one. Chargers-Vikings, two super high-powered offenses. You got Herbert, Cousins, Jefferson, Allen. I mean, the list goes on and on there. I think that's going to be a shootout. It's in Minnesota. It's indoors. No weather concerns. Um, Cousins is, I mean, throwing for over 350 yards a game at this point. Um, so keep an eye on that. Jefferson's averaging 150 a game. Expensive probably is going to be to to put those guys in your lineup, but I think that's going to be where a lot of people are heading for, and you're probably going to want to get some of that action coming back. I would say Cousins just based on, for some reason, DraftKings likes, I can actually verify it real quick, but they typically like Justin Herbert more. Yeah, exactly. He is, for some reason, $7,500 for Justin Herbert and $6,900 for Kirk Cousins when Kirk Cousins is averaging 27.5 points a game and Herbert is 23. So interesting take there. Um, you but, know, regardless, as as long as, you know, we don't see Kirk from week one, which is turning the ball over, and, uh, you know. It's not prime time, so. No, it's not prime time, which is a great thing boosts for Boosts the chances for him However, he did have a good game on prime. Well, do we he, consider Thursday night prime time? Yeah, it's a prime yeah, time. Okay. It, when it's a single, yeah, yeah. it's prime time. Um, he did have a great game. I have to give it to him. He was not the reason they lost that game. I I would say far far and away he was not the reason that they lost that game. Well, they need to get a running back because Alex Madison's terrible. But we don't need to we don't need to open that can of no, worms. No, we don't. And I I don't think he's terrible. I think everybody's kind of jumped on. I me personally, I think everybody's just kind of turned their back very very quickly on Madison. I felt like going into the season. Dalvin Cook left, and everybody was like, I believe in Alexander Madison. And then we've got two weeks, and everybody's like, no, I, absolutely I, not. Well, I think it's clear, and again, I don't want to go off on some crazy tangent here. I think it's just clear, like, they have to work. Like, Dalvin Cook, they were successful purely both running and throwing the ball. Alex Madison is not Dalvin Cook, and they're not focusing as much as trying to establish the run. And so, like, when it's coming, it's almost, like, expected. And so there's really – there hasn't been any holes opening for him. Uh, yes, his explosion's not great. But nonetheless, anyway, Plus we'll move they, on. They've had a couple of injuries on that offensive line, which hopefully if they can yes. get some guys back, uh, that, that'll help out some more. But either way, I think that game could very easily get up to, like, a 35-31 a they're Easy. in the in in the dome, you know. They're throwing the ball everywhere. Cousins and Herbert are easily capable of both going over for three hundred yards or whatever. Yeah, it's um, it's the highest implied total on the slate. Like it's there's going to be points. 
Yeah, and so I think at this point we're going to take a little bit of a break. And then when we get back, we will kind of wrap everything up and get to the beer segment. And so we will be back in just a second. Welcome back. We just want to get into a couple quick last things. Um, this is this is pretty selfish of me, honestly. I'd you know, I so. know that we wanted to, you know, kind of touch on this a little bit earlier before the break. <laughs> but as y'all know, if you've been listening um, and keeping up with the podcast, we do have a weekly DraftKings head-to-head lineup kind of going on. And last week was a First week, you know, started out a nice 1-0, and um, had a good week, and I'm happy to announce that I'm now 2-0 and after a, if I do say myself, a pretty dominant week um, over my co-host Mason here. Mason, you uh, care to weigh in or say anything about your team this week? Um, I'll say this. I'm not going to make excuses. Not an excuse kind of guy. Not an excuse kind of guy. Um, it's a long season. I will get these two losses back, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but I'm going to... I don't know. I feel like I've just hit... Last week I kind of busted on the running back plays, and this week I busted on going for the top-end dogs with Diggs and Chase. Um, and... Thinking Burrow is gonna have a big game, so we're gonna we're gonna step back, pull the curtain back a little bit, and reevaluate our life really, and figure out what we need to do. Because for those that don't know, Jacob really, arguably doesn't have a whole lot of experience doing this, and I do this, and I have been doing this for quite some time. And the fact that I am down two to zero is not a great uh, on my ego right now. I, I will say it kind of sounds like you're leaning towards beginner's luck and I'm just over here just no. picking players at will. I'm very accustomed to fantasy football. I've played that for a while. I just, I'm, you know, I'm pretty rookie on the whole DraftKings kind of concept. Exactly, which is where so, I spend most of my time. I, I just, wanted, just wanted to make that clear. Um, but, you know was able to put up 144 points, so a very respectable week. Even with a big fat zero from Adam Troutman, we both had him. Uh, I had him across the and, board. Um, and it was just a pretty consistent lineup through and through. Also went with Joe Burrow. Um, you went with Jamar Chase as the kind of the combo. I actually went with T. Higgins, <laughs> and it ended up just, you know, kind of luckily just, you know, it swayed T. Higgins' way. I'll say this, uh, apart from the fantasy perspective of it, I think it was really important for T. Higgins to have a big game. I think if that team relies too much on Jamar Chase, that's going to continue the struggle. So seeing him get active in the second game of the season, I think is actually a really big deal moving forward for them. But anyway, back to the ass kicking. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's a great way to put it. I'm not going to shy away from it. Um, you know, not to really go into it too deep, um, but just it 
18 plus points from all running backs and wide receivers, not counting the flex position. So just overall through and through a good week. Uh, James Conner, Kenneth Walker, both had good weeks. Um, And I really like Debo Samuel, who was able to put up 22. Uh, St. Brown with 18 and T. Higgins with 29 was pretty much the bulk of my team. So uh, just wanted to touch on that before we, you know, we ended kind of the football portion of this week's podcast. Um, Before we get into the beer, did you have anything else there, Mason? No, just uh, make sure you're ready for week three because I'm coming. I I know I said that last week. But I'm I'm coming again this week. I'm I'm very much ready for week three. But getting in to the to the beer section of the podcast, um, I I did purchase the beer this week after Mason's what shocker of what? a week last week. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, with if you didn't listen to it, you know, go back and go back and take a listen to the at least the last part of last week's podcast. Um, I won't ruin anything, but my day was kind of ruined after drinking that beer. (laughs) But, uh, this week I will say that I had one reason and one reason only for buying this beer. Um, generally when I, you know, go into total wine or wherever I'm picking the beer up from, it's, if it's not the, you know, general beers, the, you know, the very common ones, um, you generally see beer from breweries in Texas. Um, you, you know, you might see in Oklahoma or something like that, but it's generally more local stuff. This week we do have an Alaskan beer, um, which I don't know if I've ever seen an Alaskan beer, but it is their limited release. It looks like they um, got a seasonal beer going on. Um, it's from Alaskan Brewing Company in Juneau, Alaska. Uh, it looks like... It is an ale brewed with tangerine, passion fruit, and guava. So it's their island ale, and I'm kind of ready to get into this and and see how it is. Fun fact, because there's a giant puffin on the front. There is. Uh, Puffins, for those that don't know, are not related to penguins at all. I did not know that. How do you know that? They look very... Google told me that. Um, So the puffin are actually um, of the the species or subspecies of bird uh, called alcids and the penguins or something else. Puffins are the ones that are still around, right? It's the dodo bird that is dodo birds around. Okay. Yeah. Just, just wanted to make sure I had that, that clear in my head. Interesting. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I did very well on this one either. I really took a shot with, you know, dude, I, Alaska. I, okay. <laughs> Hold on. And it's... I think part of the problem is I'm thinking about last week's as well. It's reminding I'm, me I'm a little bit of it. last week. I, I think two weeks in a row we've kind of gone with... The beers flavors. that have a lot of uh, probably too many fruit flavors. It's so much fruit at the that front. you don't taste the fruity flavors. Take a big whiff. It, it's, Take it's, a big whiff of that. I, I actually don't smell all that much. 
it, it's got like it does remind me of last week it's to me i don't know maybe it's just because it's my beer and i want my beer to be good i don't think it's like on the same level i'm gonna be real curious i, I would you score this i would say it's anywhere between like a four and a five <clears throat> there's nothing there's nothing terrible about it and i i can definitely drink it um it's just I couldn't drink a lot of it. Um, I don't, not a huge fan, but it's not, it's not offensive. Not, 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 not to go back offensive. to last week too much, okay. but it's just not offensive. Okay. There's a lot of other things that I would prefer though. Tastes like I'm drinking a puffin. Well, what does that mean? Exactly. It's look, they, they've got a great can design that's probably what wrote me in the most even before i found out it was from alaska um this is also a seasonal thing so it's not a general beer that they create so maybe they make it's a limited release make some better ales hopefully hopefully but um you know maybe just not for me maybe we need to steer clear of the fruit forward kind of beers for the next for the next at least couple weeks. Yeah, I, I, I'll be... It, it's more... Uh, I like the word tolerable. It's more tolerable than last week's. Sure. Um, I will give it a four. Four? Okay. I'll give it a four and a half. You know, that that half a point bias. Okay, there. that's fair. Um, I'll definitely finish it. I'll, I'll definitely get through it. I'll definitely finish it get through it i'm saying it's like it's like an actual you know I think, problem i think next but, week we go for the unassuming beer the beer that doesn't have the crazy can just a very basic i always wanted to start are we you start your own beer company miller light is it's that literally what just no 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 not milk no like it's still a crap beer but it's a basic can but I've always wanted, like, I feel like the idea, and this might already be out there, as I'm now giving out intellectual property here, but having a beer, and when your can is just purely like a plain white can, silver can, and it literally just says in basic, like, Times New Roman font, beer. With no oh, other, that it does exist. No other information on it. It, it does. does I've, it? I've seen it in a store. Oh, um, that's upsetting. I don't know. I can't remember off the top. Well, of also, my I don't head. know how you could get away with that because I do think you also have to have, like, per like FDA requirements, certain things on there, like the pregnancy warning and what alcohol percentage. I mean, could you, you could print it like on the bottom? I I don't know. All I know is that I've I've seen that, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to quickly Google search and find what I saw, what I had seen sure. in the in the store quick enough to pull it out off the top of my head and figure out what it is or what the company's called. But I have seen it before. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there goes that idea. So much for being rich. I guess we'll just rely on the podcast. <laughs> Start listening a lot more, please. Yeah. Go ahead and feel free to donate. You know. Click all the buttons. Yeah. We'll go ahead and link our, our Venmo's and PayPal's in the subscription <laughs> or the description down below. Um, but yeah, not a great 
follow-up week on the beer, but that's okay. That's why we're here to try them, so you know what to do going forward. We've we've got lots of episodes to do. We're going to try lots of beers. We have so many beers. We might even get crazy and do a, a cocktail one day for fun. Who knows? I, th- I think that's a great idea. I know. You're very into making cocktails, so I think you could whip us up something yeah. good. Um, but if you don't have anything else, Jacob. Yeah, I think that will wrap up this week. Uh, like we said, you know, if you'd like to, please hit all the buttons like we like to all say. Just buttons. like, subscribe, uh, comment. There's no comment button, but check Might out the YouTube if you want to see some future content. I know that we're going to be working on that. For sure, we want to get into that space. Maybe even TikToks. Who knows? Maybe even TikTok if we can figure out how that works too. But uh, we appreciate y'all listening, and we will see you back here next week. See See ya.